This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Week two of Flyperbole under quarantine. I'm Steve Jacot. This is Craig Forsyth. And we are here to discuss something related to the Philadelphia Flyers in some way. Yeah. Craig, how you holding up, pal? I'm telling you right now, see if I'm over this whole quarantine thing. I know we got to do this for like another like seven or eight months, you know, possibly. But I think I'm checked out on week two. I'm and ready to go back outside. The thing with you, Craig, is that you've been quarantined for for a while, uh, involuntarily anyway, right? So you've been <laughs> home for a while. Been a while. Yeah, yeah. And now this is uh, this so, is just just terrible. So if you're just... going crazy, I I can't imagine how. The rest of the world is feeling. Oh God, it's yeah. Everybody's. I I feel for everybody. They've got to be losing their minds. I know I've lost it a while ago, but this is just making it. Just making it. I miss the sun. I miss sunlight. Uh, I just miss fresh air, and uh, I miss the feeling of uh, you know grass on your skin when you go outside. So uh, <laughs> one day I'll feel all those again. Until then, let's uh, let's talk about some shitty flyers, Steve. Let's, there we uh, go. What, this what, is the episode of fuck well, that we're going to talk about. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Flyperbole under quarantine. Before we begin with our, our topic of the week for our shorter cast, what is your background viewing for the night, good sir, since there is no sports? I Well, I am watching NBCSN, I think, is just going to replay a bunch of tragic playoff losses for teams. So when you're asking about that, I literally just watched uh, Barclay Goudreau score in flurry in game seven of the uh, the Knights Golden uh, or Sharks Golden Knight series from last year. And then I think uh, Bruins Maple Leafs game seven from 2013 is coming up. So Ooh, pretty much okay. really heartbreaking. So I'm, gonna, I'm excited to watch that. I'm excited to watch Toronto get excited about a 4-1 lead in the postseason with Phil Kessel and uh, James Reamer. And, uh, it was 4-1. to Mikhail Grabowski. All those shitty players are on the Leafs. I think J- yeah, JVR is on that team too. I think JVR scored in that game seven. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, that's the best sports we got going on right now, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, I'm going zero sports in my background. I'm going with Super Bad tonight. Great Probably film. Choice. Yeah. Evan just punched that girl in the boob. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> and then he quickly walks away. Yeah, I remember that scene. I'm just glad. I'm just glad I already passed the scene where it shows all of uh, Seth's dick drawings because that would be. <laughs> I don't think I could actually like keep myself from laughing hysterically on the podcast if that was on in the background. Yeah, that would like be, the, uh... the one in Tiananmen Square gets me every time. It's the it's hands on the best one. Yeah, I just like that the stat and also the uh, you know surprisingly I like the stat and then also the uh, the dick with the uh, the cowboy hat and the lasso. It's a it's another pristine pick. Yeah. So. What, we do have a, a somewhat hockey-related topic tonight. In fact, directly hockey-related. I think it's mostly hockey. Yeah. Was this was this an Ian suggestion here? Uh, I, yes, I think he threw out the ten worst players of the last decade. Which you know we may get enough time to swing back around to that one. But I thought we could do the ten worst flyers of the decade for right now. So when we're still doing this in May, we can do the whole ten players from the entire NHL. So. Look at that. Craig's brother giving uh, us the batch update and giving us some, some yeah, good old fuck uh, content. Yeah, 
some good fuck ideas. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how Stephen Craig got kicked off of SB Nation. Yeah, that's how we lost. It was uh, week one in the quarantine. We couldn't stop saying fuck. So, but uh, ten worst flyers of the decade. I thought we would just go through each roster and make fun of a bunch of bad players, and then when it's all said and done, pick out the ten worst and all go right. from there. So, uh, and we already know. I mean, we already know some that are going to be on the list, and we'll get to them. But I, I am looking forward to just remembering some really bad players on like the 2010-11 roster. I may be forgetting, or like some of the some of the the average players on that 2014-15 roster that I've completely forgot about. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this, Steve. I'm excited. Good, good. I think it's going to be fun. So we're going to start with the 2010-11 roster, and that team uh, went 47, 23, and 12, 106 points. Finished first in. NHL Atlantic Division back when the Atlantic Division was actually a a good division with the Philadelphia Flyers and not some some shitty weird division that we don't want to acknowledge exists. (laughs) I'm still mad about the division name being stolen from us and being stuck with the Metro. Like I've gotten used to the Metro, but I'm still resentful of the the Atlantic being taken away. I I just fucking hate I hate that Flyers team from 2010-11 because they started off so strong they were and it so like good they were gonna build off momentum from that 2010 Cup run and then uh, they just took a nosedive in like the middle of February and just and just went just fell to the earth real hard went to the playoffs cold somehow beat the Sabers in seven and then and they got rocked by the Bruins in four but. That team did have uh, had some pretty good players. Right, that was when Jeff Carter and Mike Richards are still here. Uh, Pronger played some of that season, if I remember correctly. Nice uh, year for Claude Giroux, 76 points that year. Yeah, Claude Giroux wasn't uh, a bum yet. He wasn't officially past his prime. Uh, <laughs> Chris Breer Pronger? Pretty good. Yeah, Pronger, JVR. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the team was good. Blair Betts was also still here. I want. I remember some shitty players immediately. Uh, Sean O'Donnell pissed me off to no end that season. Oh yeah, no I hated good. Sean O'Donnell with a passion. He was so slow, so bad, and I felt like whenever the Flyers got scored on, he was on the ice. I'm sure that's not accurate, but remember Nikolai Zhirdev? Holy shit! Oh boy, that was an experiment right there. Nikolai Zhirdev, and, and I think we have to put some of these players in perspective because we don't know how long people that are listening have been Flyers fans. Some people may have only been fans for a couple of years at this point, so they might not know some of the spectacular bullshit that we are <laughs> are shoveling their way. I will say Zhirdev wasn't as terrible as he was for his career when he was in Philly, if that makes sense. Like he was used as a fourth liner. Like a skilled player on the fourth line, and yeah. I felt like he was fine. But he was taken. But he was a locker fourth room overall. Nightmare. Yeah, he was taken fourth overall, and just was a huge disappointment in Columbus and uh, and and in New York, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and so the thing uh, about Zherdev is yeah. he yeah. had a ton of talent, very talented player, and the Flyers gave him a, a flyer, not for no pun intended there, and they were just like, let's see what <laughs> we can get out of this guy, and. Holy shit. So Nikolai Zhirdev played 56 games with the Flyers. He had 16 goals and six assists for 22 points. <laughs> there you go. 16 goals in 56 games is actually pretty good. I'm blanking right now. He played for the Blue Jackets and the Rangers, right? Or am I just am I making that up? I can look that up. Uh, I believe, yes, that is the case. He played for okay. the Blue Jackets, Rangers, Flyers, and then out of the NHL yeah. after that. Yeah, but yeah, no, exactly. He he did. He was on a tear. Like I remember, because uh, I think uh, the people at Project Hockey before us were pointing out that like his points per uh, 
his points for like ice time, like the amount of ice time he was given and how much he was producing, like that rate was ridiculous. It was like one of the best rates in the league because he was getting bottom six minutes. And like you said, he was almost a 20 goal scorer based off that. So he, he was, he was an all right addition. I remember uh, when he got him put on waivers though. And Tim Panaccio basically celebrated on Twitter. Like, <laughs> and I think he had a weird tweet where he's like, uh, Zherdev on waivers blows by us and gets into limo. And then I, I feel like he said something about the Russian mob. I could be making this all up, but I feel Panaccio like, never be, know. but I like it. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, he may have, I don't remember too many, uh, early, real early on, uh, Panache stories. Oh, it was the golden age of Panache. I know it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so Sean, well, Sean O'Donnell leading guy here, terrible. Andreas Nodal, not very good. Oh yeah. He was. Yeah. I mean, and also, yeah, and he was he was a Michael Raffle type. He got first line minutes, or he got like top six minutes when he really shouldn't have. But he was worse. I think he was worse than Raffle. I like I I wasn't a big fan of Nodal. How about uh, some Jody Shelley? Jody Shelley's pretty bad. <laughs> Jody, Jody Shelley uh, had like one of the most ridiculous goals ever that year because he just walked into a slap shot and blew it by somebody. But he was uh, he was pretty bad. Just a big time fighter. And the Flyers used to love getting those types of guys too. Like. Uh, the Josh Grattens, the Riley Cotes, the Jody Shelley's, like dudes that could throw hands, but they couldn't do shit besides that. And that was him. How many uh, points did Jody Shelley have in 58 games that year? Three. Four. Oh, okay. All right, I was off. I, I, underso- I undersold him. So he's an all-star, actually, in my bad. <laughs> Jody Shelley and Dan Carcillo had combined 10 points that year. Uh, I'm not putting Carcillo on this list. I don't no, think no, no. I'm not saying to put yeah. Carcillo on this list. And, and maybe Shelley. Shelley's also... I don't know. He, he did his job, which was to yeah. punch people in the face. <laughs> that was pretty I will it. say Nick Boyden. I fucking hated Nick Boyden, too. I know he was on that team. Talk about a guy uh, he I can't even remember bad. existed. Yep. Oh, he did. He was the original Johnny Oduya. He was the bad player that came from the Hawks <laughs> and looked like shit in just more games. Johnny, o- nobody, Nobody's going to talk what Johnny Oduya did. Played for like two-thirds of a game, got burned once, got injured. Like, yeah. it's... You can't. That's the best Flyers appearance ever. Like that's the best Flyers resume in the history of the team. So, uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna put Johnny O'Dea. I mean, we're already doing that. We're already here. I'm just gonna put Johnny O'Dea down right now. Welcome Super to the party, pal. Welcome, Johnny. Um, who? Uh, so who else is so on that team? So there's one other name. Name I have to throw out here, and that would be Chris Versteeg. Maybe one of the most infamous. Flyers trade deadline picks of all or pickups of all time. Chris Versteeg, very talented player sometimes, depending on the day of the week. Talk about a guy who just did not fit in with the team. Yeah, he really did. And they gave up a first and a third for him, too. Is that how much they gave up for him? I'm pretty sure they get. I know they had a first. I thought it was a first plus. I think it was a first Ugh. and a third. Oh, so Christopher like, Steeg. And he, he had his moments. He had the uh, He started the play that uh Lano scored the game winner in game six in the postseason but like besides that all i remember is him kind of floating through all three three zones and uh sticking that mouthpiece out so not really Man, the yeah you really have a summary of uh paul holmgren's flyers career right there uh his best and worst moves right there christopher steeg and villy Lano, both acquiring <laughs> and not re-signing villy Lano Just with no maybe ground. paul holmgren's best move right there no middle ground in terms of like Paul Hunger and out- outcomes. It's either get Billy Lano for OKT or, uh, you know, 
trading for Chris for Stegen, you know, put shit on the draft picks. There, there was always it was either either outcome with Paul Holmgren. There was no like, all right, that was a decent trade. <laughs> it was either getting fucking pissed off or it was like the best deal anybody's ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Andre Mazaris wouldn't have been bad enough to make that list. No, no, I thought Mez for the most part was pretty serviceable. Yeah, I felt like his last was, year with the Flyers. Uh, Daryl Powell, I liked. I'm not gonna put. He him was fine at what he did. He was like a yeah, fourth liner. And, yeah. I like bets. Uh, and then I mean, Michael Layton did play. Do you want to put him on this list? You know what? I am actually going to be kind to Michael Layton for yeah, well, the first time in my life. Because <laughs> you all... know what? As much as I might hate that horrible, horrible, horrible Patrick Kane goal and think, you know, they probably should have never had Michael Layton in that position. The guy did help the Flyers get to the cup for, I don't know, the only time since 1997. So Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah, he did yeah. do it. I'll give him a break. In that Eastern Conference Final. He did some stuff. Yeah. And also, this whole exercise wasn't to be like, man, fuck him. Michael Layton again, right? Huh? So let's, uh, we'll, let's I think we've dumped that. on him enough. You know, I, yeah, I think his watch has ended. <laughs> yeah. It has. Uh, all right. So that might be it from, uh, 2010 11, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shelley, Boyden, and then Everstig. Uh, some strong candidates right out of the gate here. Yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah. I think Versteeg might ultimately be left off the top ten list, but he is worth noting. Yeah. Uh, 2011-12 is, it'll get interesting. 2011-12. Let's see what we got here. All right. So on this roster, you have some highlights such as Claude Giroux and Scott Hartnell and Yarmir Yager, who had a hell of a year together. My Uh God, 93 points for Claude Giroux that year, 67 for Scott Hartnell, including 37 goals from Scott Hartnell. Woo. But, at the bottom of the list here, points-wise, oh, we got some we got some names here. We got Nick Grossman. We Ooh. got Andreas Lilia. Each of them Ooh. had six points apiece. Andreas Lilia is a good deep pull for this list. Man, I forgot how fucking atrocious that guy was at defense. Oh, I got Where another name bet? for you. How about Pavel Kubina? Okay, that's another one. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, they're pretty much the same person. Four like points in them. 17 games for Pavel Kubina. One of the slowest skaters I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Pavel Cabino is Andreas Lilia with a mustache. Like, they're the same <laughs> fucking dude. It's not, it's the same person. Oh, man. Uh, uh, who else? Harry Zolnerchuk was on this team. Harry Zolnerchuk. Yeah, good old, uh, good old Harry Films. Man. That's a deep joke nobody's going to get. Right. Uh, and then Zach Ronaldo. I'm putting him out. I don't oh, know Ronaldo was on this team. Zeke Ronaldo himself. Uh, uh, Mark Andre Bordone is on here. I would not put him on the I'm list because playing. he had a lot of concussion issues. He wasn't yeah. a great player, but I remember people thinking he had a kind of a, a ton of potential. He, and he's always just okay, but then he had a lot of concussion issues and had to retire. I think he was a that was back when the Flyers didn't do the whole developing and drafting thing. They just kind of, you know, signed every free agent. So Bordone was actually drafted and was playing an NHL game. So everybody's like, Holy shit, a prospect that actually played an NHL games and they got like wow. super excited. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I thought he was all right, but not like, yeah, he wouldn't have been the worst on that team or anything. No, and then no. he just had, uh, yeah, unfortunately, had concussion issues, kind of derail his career. Um, who and else of course, was- oh, how can we forget one of the most spectacular? I don't even know how to describe this career, but Ilya Brizgalov. 
I'm I'm going to put him on this list because he's one of the biggest bust signings Maybe, in Flyers yeah. history. Uh, I mean, he you can debate there. what his stats ended up being. I mean, he his first regular season, he had a 909 save percentage, uh, 248 GAA, which is, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, but of course, we all remember how Briz coming in I didn't mean, really help Bobrovsky, and then uh, we got rid of Bobrovsky, and then yeah, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Bobrovsky sucks in Florida now, so who cares? Yeah. That's a good point. Who cares? But I think all, yeah, like you pointed out. Like My God. Brizgalov in the playoffs, 887 save percentage, 346 <laughs> GAA. I remember, too, the game that the Flyers got eliminated. He tried to clear a puck past David Clarkson and just cleared it into him and into the net. So, like, he was he was good at being goalie. Uh, but also, yeah, just adding him was so many layers of just other moves that made it, like, like you said, the Bobrovsky thing. They had the trade Richards and Carter to clear up cap space, and then also he did literally nothing when he was here. Oh, I and got they're a... still going to pay him forever. So I got another name for you, pal. Oh, light on me. Tom Sestito. Okay, added to the list. Holy shit, he was he had that two goal game, and then uh, he didn't have much else going on. He Again, was just a big dude, angry at the world. A perfect was... summary. A perfect summary of Paul Holmgren. SGM of the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh my Flyers. god, multiple pieces to get Tom Sestito, if I remember correctly. I think he gave you look at all that crap. You look at how this defense was made up. This defense was not good at this point. No. I mean, the fact that Pavel Kubina, Andreas Lilia, uh, Nick Grossman, all those guys are in there. Uh, Bordeaux got significant playing time. Remember Kevin Marshall? He did the little dance. Great. Oh, okay. you know, I'm putting Kevin Marshall down too. <laughs> I don't know if he played that. enough games, but yeah. I'll put him in there. Yeah, I mean, he had that cute little dance, but also Subban. Zero points in 10 games. Bad. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah not, Subban. Not oh, God. But then yeah. Kimo Timo, Matt Carl, Braden Coburn were all on there. That was, that yeah, was great. So one good player there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Like the top, t- the top 11 of this team, I would even say the top 13 had some really good names in there. I mean, you got Drew Hartnell, Yager, Simmons, Voracek, Briere, Meet Reed. Reed. What a piece of shit. 47 points that year for Matt Reed. Rookie season. That's not bad. Out of Bemidji or whatever the fuck you want to say. I don't have time to learn that. Kimo Timo, Matt Carl, Max Talbot, Sean Couturier, Andre Mazaros, James Van Riemsdyk. Yeah. And how Braden Shen was on there. Braden Shen only had 18 points that year in his 54 put games. On the list. Should I put JVR on the list? <laughs> you put Braden Shen on the list, no. just firing you like 12 times. Uh, <laughs> and I think Paul Holmgren would agree that you should put JVR on that list. Yeah, J- yeah. Paul Holmgren's, Paul Holmgren's list at home is just JVR with an X10 next to it. He's just like, this is all JVR. I fucking hate that dude. So My God, is this list long already? I, I'm excited for the 2013 team because holy balls. I already know a bunch of names. Ken Huskins and Curtis Foster are going on that roster right now. <laughs> I think they make it, and I, I'm not even thinking twice about it. Curtis Foster, uh, Ken Huskins. All right, so we're on the 1213 team. We got some. Skeleton of Ruslan Fedotenko. That guy was also on that team. <laughs> yeah. I forgot Rusty Feds came back to this team. Yeah. Uh, you know who else came back? Wearing number nine for some reason, Mike Knubel. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was like really that. weird. Didn't uh, care for that. How about, okay, so you mentioned Curtis Foster. Uh, how about Bruno Gervais? Bruno Gervais, holy shit. Holy Max Talbot's shit. best friend, Bruno Gervais. Yeah, thanks, Max. That was a great call. Thanks, pal. He was, he was hot ass out there. He was just so bad. I mean, that entire defense. Can you just run down that defense real quick? We're talking about an aging team and an 
Coburn. And Tiemann had, had a, a pretty good year for most of the guys on this I team. Mean, yeah, he had he 29 points in 45 games because that was the shortened season. Yeah. So Tiemann, who else we got? By the way, the defensive scoring was terrible because after Tiemann, I have to go down to 12 for Luke Shen, who had 11 points in 47 games. I'm going to add Luke Shen, too. Add Luke Shen. I hate Luke Shen. I don't hate him as a person, but I hated him as a hockey player. I will say, same birthday as me, so maybe that kind of plays into it as well, yeah. Explains how bad, why he's bad at hockey. But, yeah, he was bad. Um, Eric Gustafson, who I I liked, but, you know. Wait, who? Eric Gustafson, who I liked, but, Oh, yeah, I did, But that's part of the defense, though. It's like, it's Tiemann, Luke Shen, Gustafson, Bruno Gervais, uh, Curtis Foster, Braden Uh Coburn, Nick Grossman, Remember Oliver Lauritsen? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I'm mad at him too, yeah. <laughs> Brandon Manning, Andre Pizarros, uh, Jay Rosehill. Jay Rosehill, man, him. Wow, we're already up to like 25 names. <laughs> Matt Conan played two games. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to put him as a. He got in there late in the season. Yeah, yeah. Everything was out of. I'm not going to. And Lilia appears again for a whopping four games. Yeah, we already got him. He sucks. He's he's pretty bad. But There's that some team games was, there. Uh, that team was something. That team was not fun. No, that was a fucking horrendous season to watch. <laughs> uh, Ilya Brizgalov had a 900 save percentage, 279 okay. GA. Uh, he went 19 and 17 in 40 games, or 19 17 and three rather. Yeah. Uh, Steve Mason came in, had a yep. whopping uh, 944 save percentage. So. Now, speaking of Paul Holmgren trades, seven games. A, I'd say that was a little key good trade that some people probably disagree with. I took a giant shit all over that one when it happened because I was so salty about Bob. And yeah. I thought Mason ended up having a pretty good Flyers career. But, I thought he was fine. Yeah, his yeah. last season wasn't great, but considering the teams he was backstopping and just what was expected out of those teams. What was it the season 2014-15? I think he had like a 925. We always talk about that or whatever. He had a 920-something save percentage. So, like, he did his part, which is nobody else came to play that no, year. Oh, nobody but, came to play that yeah, year. That was, no. again, not not a good team. Uh, we have gone through some of the lowlights on that team, and it is who, – who else could we throw on this list out of the – not that we it, need to because, again, there is a lot on this list already. I wouldn't put Jason Atkinson on there. That guy no. was – he was okay. I, you know, he, he was tiny. He's just a little guy. Yeah, he's just a little guy. Also, like, he little just – little stick, little arms, little legs, little skates. <laughs> he was he's never – a little uh... guy. He also, like, had a couple good plays in the playoffs. I don't know. I When I look at Jason Atkinson, I'm not like, oh, fuck that guy. I, I don't think he was really a, a bad flyer when he was here. Yeah. Remember Eric but... Wellwood? I always liked Eric Wellwood. Oh, man, I like Wellwood, too. Yeah, and he was one of those guys, too. Love speed. Big fan of the speed out there on the ice, and uh, that guy can skate with the best one. I turned him into an all-star in NHL 11. <laughs> like I turned oh, him into a, I turned him into like a top six for or NHL 13, I think, into like a top six forward. Because he's just fast as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all you gotta do. You just take, you get those fast guys, put them on the outside. That's all you gotta do. Put them on the outside. You go down and you just do a little deke to the goalie. Yeah, no fancy stuff. Just that, go to the board and then cut through the slot. That's all you gotta do with NHL. And that's how you get a thirty goal scorer out of Eric Wellwood. <laughs> so you get Eric Wellwood to win the Con Smythe. Oh man. Uh, this, I, th- I I mean, this is a pretty good. I just remember that 2013 team having one of the worst 
put together defenses I think I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. You know, as a Flyers fan since 2010, that really is saying something because we've seen some pretty bad blue liners back there. But, uh, I mean, okay, so who's 2013-14? 13-14. So 13-14 was one of the most infamous openings to a season in Flyers history. Peter Laviolette goes over three, gets shit-canned for Craig Berube, Chief takes over, Chef Berube, as I like to call him. Uh, Team goes 42-30-10, 94 points, finishes third in the Metro, and takes the Rangers to Elaine Vigneault's Rangers to seven games in the playoffs when they had no business even being there because they... This is not a great roster either, but Claude Giroux had another baller year, 86 points. Uh, Voracek, 62 points. Uh, Simmons, 60. Hartnell, 52. And then Mark Streit would be fifth on that team oh. in points with yeah, 44. With, uh, yeah, the man that broke his dick for all our glory. Yeah, the uh, I I will say, too, the, the Drew was a hard finalist that year. Uh, him, I think it was him, Crosby, and Getzlaff, and they finished third. But that was a. But not the yeah. year he scored 100 plus points. Yeah, not the. Yeah, you know how voting works. Well, Why I would mean, that have happened? I don't know if you heard. Uh, Wyshynski was talking about how Turtle Hall had a pretty good year, and then apparently everybody just decided to run with uh, with that theory. But yeah, that was 2013 14. Uh, By the way, I, I like how the tables have turned on Taylor Hall at this point, where now that the Coyotes <laughs> struggled after getting him, people are going, Yeah, hmm. I love that. <laughs> I just also my Narrative. favorite thing about that, like they keep showing his the record since he got to Arizona. Except the thing is, is the Coyotes were just like a defensive team that were just running through Kemper. Like it was just Kemper had a hot hand, and that's where we we're winning. And then two days after Hall got traded, there Kemper got hurt, and everybody's like, "Well, well, well." Looks Turns like out Taylor Kemper. Hall just drags down teams. What a piece of shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, man, locker room cancer. And then it's like, well, the goalie went out, but anyway. Now, uh, Craig, there are some fun names on this roster here. There I are some fun names. I the big one. Okay, so Andrew McDonald acquired mid-year. That was the year that I didn't know that Andrew McDonald was the worst, and I heard he was a potential pickup, and this is when we were Flyers faithful, and I tweeted out, Hey, do you think uh, Andrew McDonald would be a good pickup or this other guy? And everybody just fucking slammed me for the rest of the day. <laughs> it was one of the worst Twitter beatings I've ever received. And I remember. I learned my lesson. <laughs> I remember early on in that season, like looking at, I was looking at ice times for defensemen. It was it was for a fantasy league or something because he got points for like how average ice time. And I saw Andrew McDonald on waivers, and I was like, oh, man, he's playing like 25 minutes a night. He must be doing something right in uh, Long Island. And then near the deadline, I started looking at him. I was like, oh, no, this guy is this guy is bad news. He's just going to be. And then they were like, Holmgren looking at McDonald. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then they gave up three pieces for him. Uh, the old starfish, the guy who yeah. the Flyers just rid themselves of, and they magically turned into a good team after he was gone. Uh, it's funny how that works, yeah. It all may the, have uh, something to do with effort. the coaching yeah. change also. You know, Dave yeah, Haxtell being a few other changes. terrible. <laughs> Dave Haxtell, by the way, getting an honorary mention on this list, but we'll discuss him more as we get yeah. into into that era. Uh, there are some other really bad names on this, uh, this team as well, but uh, AMAC man, like I just can't, I, I can't stand enough. How, how terrible he was to watch as a he fan might, of hockey, exciting. Ho- mean, like he killed all of the excitement in hockey. Yeah. Not to, you know, no spoiler alerts here, no spoilers, but I think he might end up being number one, but when it's all said and done, considering the decade we've got, and looking at some of the names, I think he might. He's number one in our hearts at the very least. 
number one is Oda Hearts and perfectly on the bench in our programs. But I think he, because like just based on how much ice time he got and the contract and how much everybody just hated the dude I, on the ice, I think, uh, yeah, he might not be a number one. But I'm trying to think of, I don't hate Adam Hall. I don't. I didn't mind Adam Hall. Uh, Steve Downey was also on that team. Oh, Steve Downey. You got to ask Steve Downey. Could, I'll, 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 I don't know. I'll throw him on here, but I don't think he's going to make that. I, I mean, he was a turd, number. though. He was a turd. Yeah. Like, uh, you know that line in Happy Gilmore where they talk about him taking off his skate and trying to kill somebody with it? Uh, may have been that Steve was Steve Downey, Downey yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so. How about Vinny LeCavalier? Oh, God, that's right. Vincent yeah. LeCavalier, the no, Flyers sure. rushed right. out to sign him as soon as he was bought out by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, Paul Holmgren's like, I gots to get me some Vinny. Gots to. Still thinking about the 04 playoffs. And. Hey, guess what? He did put up 20 goals his first year. But man, it was like, he sucked. What a fucking time. And what, how, hockey is the dumbest sport alive. Do you understand? I mean, like, how did that Vinny LeCavier break 20 goals that season? I mean, he we played a nice him. number of games, 69. And okay. then he had 20 goals right, and 17 assists. But I think it was mostly because he was just getting power play time in top six minutes. He so was... he was just out there a lot and he still had a good shot. Yeah. If, if I remember correctly, I think he was on the line with Simmons and Shen too. So, like, I guess that's a line that would get murdered at five on five. But they probably did put up some kind of. Points. They put up points. Uh, Simmons yeah. had sixty points that year, and uh, Shen yeah. had forty one. Yeah. yeah. Well, pretty good player though. I love um, Shen. Yeah. Uh, wait, who else is on that list? Who else we got? Who else are we looking at there? All right, so we had Vincent LeCavalier. Uh, Jay Rosehill yeah. is still around. Yeah. Uh, who the hell's Chris Newberry? Oh, Chris Newberry, put him on the list. He was bad. Uh, came over from the Rangers. One of my favorites shows up for the first time in this list. Chris Vandevelde. Chris Vandevelde. Oh, what? In 20... Wait, what? Yep. 2014? 2013, yep. 14. 18 games. I did not remember that. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah, there, there is one up. other spectacular name that makes its appearance here, Craig. Time again? No, t- time and time again. Time again was fine, yeah. <laughs> was, time again. Oh, the joke that... Five different blogs fought over back in the day. <laughs> Jesus freaking Christ, who cares? Everybody uh, was running to make that same joke. <laughs> no, 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 no. There is a name on here that it still pains me to this day to think about. Maybe the slowest defenseman I've ever seen. Hal Gill. Oh, yeah. All apologies, actually, in retrospect to Pavel Kubina. Hal Gill. My <laughs> God. It was like literally watching a brick wall skate. PK-13, if you're out there listening, sorry about that. But we're going to give props to Hal Gill for being the slowest and biggest uh, defenseman out there. Friend of the show, Pavel Kubina. Yeah. Also, Hal Gill uh, started a playoff game in Game 5 of the postseason that year and just handed the Rangers a goal. So, uh, yeah, he was he was a good time. I don't uh, – like, wh- like, why that signing? With the way the league was going, why do you get the biggest, slowest defenseman out there? I think we've actually what? charted the point at which Paul Holmgren lost his mind at this point. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it was probably around the time he signed out. <laughs> oh, no, I think it was around the time he traded for Nick Grossman. Oh, God. Yeah, I was at that game when they announced that trade. It was, I'll tell you what, the people, they announced it in between periods and people left the arena and just partied in the streets. They couldn't believe it. They were like, two picks for a stay-at-home defenseman? Everybody started taking their shirts off, shotgun and beers. It was crazy, Steve. What a time to be alive. Just pandemonium. People one of the best... outside back then. It was crazy. It was a wonderful time to be alive. So 
I also enjoy one of the best named Flyers goalies, but not one of the best Flyers goalies, not even close, but one of the best named Flyers goalies uh, makes an appearance here. Cal Heater. Cal Heater. Oh, yeah, that's right. He started the season finale. Yeah, Cal Heater is a wonderful name. I Great saw, name, bad goalie. I remember he used to play, uh, so speaking of Flyers Faithful, because you mentioned them already, we had press passes to like the Trenton Titans, which were the old UCHL team like years ago, the league below the AHL. And I remember watching, like going and sitting in the press box for a game, and Cal Heater got scored on, didn't like the call, and then threw his stick into the stands. <laughs> and, like, it's, you know, it's a fucking ECHL game. So it's me and, like, two other people being like, uh, this goalie is losing his mind. <laughs> just, like, tweeting through it. And there's no cameras or anything. And it was the funniest thing ever. Just him launching it about five rows deep into the stands. Got over the glass. It was nice. It was a good throw. Yeah, yeah. It was a good yeah, throw. Could have been an Olympic event, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Cal is a pretty good name, though. And now time moves along to the year 1415, where the Flyers went 33, 31, and 18, good for 84 points, finished sixth in the Metro. And this would be Craig Berube's final year as head coach of the Flyers, much to the lament of a lot of people who would say, should have kept Craig, should have kept Chef. Uh, Nick Schultz is the main bad new name that comes to my mind for this season. Oh, yeah, Nick Schultz. He he was a baddie. He might break the top ten. He was Him and Andrew McDonald, what what a duo. On defense, what a, what a yeah, the dynamic duo back there on the blue line. Offense, defense, transition game. They had it all. So Pierre uh, Edward Belmar shows up, but he's not quite bad enough to make this list because yeah. I thought he was always like fine, I guess, you know. But he wasn't good and the coaches always thought he was a lot better than he was, so it's worth mentioning for that reason. Yeah, he was yeah. When he was here I thought he was overrated, but now I think he's like a fine fourth liner like i think he's been better since he's been outside of philly but man when he was here i i lumped him in with vandevelli like well, they were just dave haxtell freaking love that guy yeah they fucking he loved both of them they were like old clips i remember i was going back when i was watching some random goals for an article and like there was a clip of three on three overtime and it was like vandevelli belmar and mcdonald and i was just like what are we doing like why are those three <laughs> why are any of them on the ice in overtime to begin with let alone like that's the three on on the ice all at the same time he had some hacks all his wild man he just didn't care oh yeah uh i have a name that is definitely going to make this list and that would be rj umberger man rj umberger firmly makes this list he is 100 percent a top 10 worst flyer the last decade he is it was rough yeah like the first time he was here not too bad second time well, yeah, the Montreal series. Oh, yeah, that Montreal series where he scored all the goals. but like Single-handedly destroyed the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, man. The so, second time around, that was real bad. So I got a couple real interesting real names bad. on here for you, though. A couple interesting names. So the first one I bring up, Michael Delzato, the porn star himself, MDZ. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I wouldn't say top 10. I wouldn't say top 10. He, he actually he had a nice year. He had 32 points in 64 games. So, you know, pr- pretty good yeah. year for MDZ. But, uh, he, man, when he was bad though, he was real freaking bad. He was bad. Yeah. He was a guy that like would have been a nice final pe- Like he would have been a good third pairing six defenseman if the other five defensemen were better. But like he just, he couldn't be asked to do anything. He shouldn't have been given any responsibility on any blue line. And he was just bad at staying home. And he was just a terrible. Yeah, it was just bad. He was a bad defenseman. Just a bad defenseman. Yeah. Next game for next name for your consideration, Ryan White. 
Brian White. Yeah, I'm going to put him up here. I know he had 11 goals that one year, and I know there's still some diehard Ryan White fans out there, but I'm putting him on this list. Ryan White was – I can't stand the – he had the, the classic hockey profile. I think that kind of rubbed me the wrong way just because he was – too many people that loved the heart and grit were big Ryan White fans, and I just – I was not feeling him. I don't know. I don't know if you were – were you a big Ryan White guy? Oh, the biggest. I have four Ryan White jerseys, every alternate <laughs> – and I got it stitched onto my black 2000 Home Flyers away. jersey. No, I, I didn't really. I, I didn't even know who Ryan. I actually think when I, I think I was doing, a, I was podcasting with Hal at this point, and I kept saying, "Who is Ryan White?" I don't know who Ryan White was because I think this was the year <laughs> for half the year. People kept saying, "Yeah, but when's Ryan White going to play?" And I'm like, "Who the fuck is Ryan White?" <laughs> yeah, it was driving yeah, me nuts. Like people were acting <laughs> like, "Oh, can't wait to get to Ryan White." And I'm like, "I don't know who it is. Why should I give a shit?" He was the guy for the Habs. Like he wasn't supposed to be anything special. He was just a fourth liner that would throw hands. That's but, all. Like, I think people just want to see him, him like, oh, freaking year. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Best named Flyers goalie shows up here. Rob Zepp. Rob Zepp. You know what? I'm putting Rob Zepp on this list. I'm sorry. I know he was a great field goal story. But he also. You doing Achilles last stand? Oh no, you're doing Heartbreaker. All right. If I did Achilles last stand, we'd be here for. We like would be here oh, twenty yeah. minutes. <laughs> be the longest podcast ever. Achilles last stand, stay right to heaven, and then. Uh, Cashmere. Cat. Oh my God, Jesus! Yeah, that's another one. Stay right to heaven. By the way, I can't listen to it anymore. I don't think I've listened to it in ten years. It's still too. It's still played too much. Yeah. I am. Hot leads up and takes here. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'll I'll, I'll sit down now. I'm I'm done screaming. Sorry. So. So now. Yeah, Rob Zepp sucked though, real bad. I mean, he was a great story and everything, but when he was actually here, he did he he was pretty bad in that. Yeah, so, not I'm, too I'm, good I'm, at all. T- Ten games played at the age of 33. 888 save percentage. There you go. Yeah. And not not necessarily bad players, but guys who I I just wanted to kind of mention here. Uh, number one, one of my favorite named players of all time, Carlo Kolayakovo. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's that good, is that's that our, a fun name. That was our spelling challenge from when we were out at the uh, the conference. Oh, that at the is Wells right. Fargo when I Center. made way too many hard questions, <laughs> too many difficult. I loved questions. it. Yeah. I loved it. It was a good podcast. I did too. It was funny. Blair Jones. Blair Jones is an all-time, yeah, he's a great uh, pool when it comes to random flyers in history. Got a uh, suspension for elbowing uh, Jonathan Taze in the face, and that was like the only memorable thing he did. And how so. about Peter Straka? Who we just Peter Straka. Kept thinking Damn. was going to be something and just never yeah. did Never shit. amounted to it. Nope. Do you remember how he left the organization? I do not. He was traded to the Devils for a conditional seventh. So oh, wow. There you go. Peter Straka, the rise and fall of Peter Straka. <laughs> what, a, what a tragic story. You know what? Depending on how long we're quarantined, we might dedicate an episode to Peter Straka. All right. <laughs> Saga of Peter Straka. We're going to really just get, in, we're going to get hands on on the life of Peter Straka and figure out, you know, what, uh, how he got into hockey and how it all went wrong for him. So we'll, we'll keep, you know, just keep an eye out for that. And thus we move. We move forward in time to the year of 1516 and the first year of Dave Haxtall. Oh, oh. life begins. That's the best part of my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 41, 27, and 14, good for 96 points, finished fifth in the Metro that year, which I, I'm, I'm guessing it was a little tough that year. But I know. will say out of since, yeah, I guess since the cup one wasn't on this one, outside of 20, the 2012 postseason, the run up to the 2016 postseason was probably the most fun as a Flyers fan, I think we could have 
since the, the comp run. Because, like, they needed to win out pretty much from February on, and they went on a crazy-ass run this week into the postseason. So they got murdered by the Cavs in the postseason, but, like, it was a pretty, it was a fun time to be a Flyers fan back then, I think. That was a, a ghost rookie year, too. And uh, it looked like they were poised to go on a big run the next year, even though they missed the postseason. But I thought, I, who I don't even know who joined the team that year to be considered one of the worst. Well, yeah, go ahead and lay it on. Let's go down the list. So, uh, looking at the top, the the team didn't score a ton that year. Uh, Claude Giroux led the team with 67 points, followed by Wayne Simmons with 60, Braden Shen with 59, and Jacob Voracek with only 55. And that was uh, the peak of people going, I think Jake's washed up. Uh, and Ghost had, Ghost had 46 points, pretty good year for him. And Sean Couturier, it's, it's hard to believe there was a time when Sean Couturier was not scoring uh, boatloads of points. Only 39 points that year for Sean Couturier in 63 yeah. games. But, you know, those guys aren't the problem. There's plenty of problems on this roster. Uh, <laughs> Ryan White is your 11th leading scorer oh, on this team with 16 goals, points. Right? 11 goals, 5 assists. Yeah, the good old Cy Young stat line. Yeah, followed so. by, followed by, remember Sam Gagne? 8 goals, 8 assists, 16 points. That was 2015-16? Yep. Fake Gagne. Oh, Sam, oh, oh, I was thinking of some old guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly, Fit Gagne. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throws you yeah, off. I do remember that. All right. Sam yeah, Gagner. That, that, is a, that is a good pool, and I do remember liking Sam Gagne. Like, I wanted to see him do well in the postseason and all that shit. Yeah, that goddamn, I completely forgot he was a random flyer. That's when Radko Gouda starts to show up on the roster. Definitely not making this list. I enjoyed Radko, yeah, and uh, even yeah, though he, he couldn't win most fights to save his life, but it's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, he looked like he should have won more fights, but yeah. I was at that game where he got the that Superman punch, and I I still can't believe it happened. <laughs> yeah, that was not not one of his shouting moments. Like it but... happened, we were all just like, "What just happened?" We were looking around. Like, I don't that understand. BXA, right? Hmm. That was BXA, right? The, the, the... Uh, yeah, I believe so. It was Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it was not good. Uh, Evgeny Medvedev on this team. Uh, not, I, I don't think thought, he makes the top ten for. Yeah, no, he doesn't. I thought he was fine. He just always, he was one of those guys that I thought made a fine or safe play like ninety eight percent of the time. But then every once in a while, would have a gaff, and that gaff always ended up in the back of the net. So a lot of people hated him. And that's the thing about this team is there's a lot of guys who are just fine. There's not a lot of like outright trash outside of your Andrew McDonald, Nick Schultz (laughs) and Chris Vandeveldi. I'll I'll throw Vandeveldi in there. I think he makes my top 10 worst, but I mean, you just have a lot of mediocre players and that really defines Dave Axtell's era more than anything. Uh, Brandon Manning, uh, Luke Shen, Colin McDonald, Vinny played seven games on that team, had one assist. Great. Uh, Michael Neuver shows up exceedingly mediocre goalie. Yeah. You know, have spectacular moments and uh, he'd have some games where he'd get hurt after taking two pucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we, even if Neuverth was that bad, I don't know if we could put him on this list just because no. the, there's the so many we had. We have yeah. almost an entire full word document right page. Now. It's crazy. Uh, Jordan wheel, another very mediocre yeah. player, Taylor Lear, mediocre, yeah. It's just mediocre. There's not. Yeah, there's surprisingly nobody new added to this list. I mean, we yeah. still got the classics. We got Vandeveld. We got uh, CVV, and we got AMAC on there. But nobody and LeCavier, but nobody knew. Yeah. No new blood to add to. Yeah. So. Sixteen, seventeen. Then uh, Flyers went thirty-nine, thirty-three, and ten. Eighty-eight points. Finished sixth in the Metro, and you know it's it's more of the same really. 
Uh, Voracek led this team in points, 61 points. Giroux had 58. This was peak. Uh, Giroux's washed up. He's done for. And he would shortly thereafter prove everybody hysterically wrong. Uh, Braden Shen, 55 points. Decent year. Wayne Simmons, 54. Goss Spare, 39. But let's... I mean, I'm looking down this list. Uh, TK, the jerk store, shows up for the first time. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 28 and points. The, uh, nice little debut year. Provy. Provy. That makes his debut. Yeah. Uh, who else was on that? Well, I was going to say... Nick I, Cousins played 60 games for this team. Nick Cousins was... Uh, there is definitely a name that makes this list that shows up. Brennan. Dale Weiss, the Dutch oh, Gretzky. Dale Weiss. Dale Weiss. Okay. Yeah, Dale Weiss is going to be out there. Dale Weiss, 64 games played, 8 goals, 7 assists, good for 15 points. <laughs> Hot turd. Oh, Boyd Gordon. Boyd Gordon has Boyd to be out there. Gordon. Oh, Boyd we got Gordon. another We got another one. Oh, we got another one. We got Valtteri Filpula. Oh, God damn. Yeah, these are, I'll tell you what, folks. All right. Imagine if I ended up buying that jersey, Craig. That old Philpula jersey. Imagine, <laughs> that would have been. Actually, you know what? Not everybody might know this story. Uh, oh, yeah, but light it, out there. it was the last playoffs, right? It was 2017-18, yeah. Yeah, so last time the Flyers were in the playoffs, uh, they were headed into, was it game three or game four against the Penguins? I think it was game four. It was game, it was game five because they were going out to, they're going back to Pittsburgh. And it was the game that he was supposed to be the second line center. Right. And I and we went were just on like, fuck it. They're going to lose this game. I went lot. on fly purpley and just said, there's no fucking chance. They win this game. If they win this game and it's because of Valtteri, or I said, if they win the series and it's because Valtteri Filpula led the charge in some significant way, I will go out and I will buy a green Ophilpula Jersey. <laughs> and then <laughs> Filpula goes out that night and he has the game of his life. He had a short hand to go, I think. And the Flyers win. And, like, I'm sitting there sweating, like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to buy this fucking jersey if they win the series. <laughs> and then the next game, like, they were killing it, and then they spectacularly blew apart in just a horrific fashion. But for half that game, I was convinced. Like, I'm looking on, like, NHL shop going, oh, how much is this going to cost me for an Ophilpula jersey? <laughs> But yeah, uh, Philpula, not good. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was he was very bad, very bad. And about, the Flyers uh, used him in the top six in the playoff series. So how about Roman Roman Lubimov? I liked Roman. I'm not I'm not putting him on this list. That's right. a good it's a good random flyer. Uh, I enjoyed Lubimov when he was here. He's not making my top ten worst flyers. Body bag Hag shows up for the first time. Boy, uh, him. Uh, I think Marindos too, right? Yes. Oh man, our boy uh, Mike Vecchione. There you go. Mike Vecchione. Oh yeah. man, Hobie, uh, Hobie Baker finalist. Mike Vecchione. Yeah. His only games in the NHL that that season, and then never made it back up. <laughs> what a fucking man! I remember everybody losing their shit too. But, like they all. We got Vecchione. Yeah, they all blew their loads when they and then he played like literally two games. I think yeah. right. Pretty much. And, like he didn't play 2018. Didn't play 2018. Zero points. Yeah. Yeah, play with the Phantoms it. for the rest of his time here. <laughs> uh, Anthony uh, Stoller shows up, not worth the top ten, but you know, that was uh, a guy who. Hey, remember when people like flipped their shit hit. because he he people he got traded last year. P- me, Steve, that was a bad trade. I knew it was a bad trade. You're telling me you won? Oh, God, it could have been Harden Stolarz this year, dude. And yet here we are. We had to watch Brian Elliott in that. 
<laughs> fucking classic Fletcher just fucking up trades left. I don't even want to talk about it right now. Oh my. Big oh my. meaningful trader that's still ours for Talbot deal. I just can't even think about it. There there were some names on that team for sure. Yeah, there's some bad. Yeah, that you. I mean, we got a couple that might make the top ten. I completely forgot about. I, there's a name I added too that I thought you. I thought he appeared in 2015-16, but I'm going. Boy Gordon, to, you talking about or somebody else? Uh, somebody else. Okay. I know he was prominent in 2017-18, so I'll at least mention him if he doesn't come up here. All right. Yeah. Well, we shall move uh move along then to 17-18. Flyers uh, finished 42-26-14, 98 points, finished third in the Metro. So good year for the Flyers. Uh, this was the year that they they faced the Caps in the playoffs, right? And twenty seven. Or was this the Penguins? This is the Penguins. This was the Pens. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. The Caps was Hackstall's first year, right? Yeah, 2015-16, and they got pushed around except for uh the last Michael Neuwirth's like games. what was it like? I forget how many saves he had in that game, but it was absurd. They got outshot 44 to 11 and won two to nothing. <laughs> Michael Norberth had a 44 save shutout. I don't think they, they scored a Ryan White. Ryan White scored a power or not a power play goal. That's right. We talked about this the other week because it was so ridiculous in the slack. Uh, Ryan White scored like a couple seconds after a power play. So it wasn't like a true five on five goal. It was like the fires were, it was five on four in the ozone. And then Vandability threw a, threw on a uh, empty net goal. So those were the two goals and Michael Norbert stood on his head and made I don't even know how many countless ridiculous saves. It was he had at least three one Yeah. One of the best like, Flyers goaltending performances I've seen in a playoff insane. game. And again we're talking about Michael Neuwirth. <laughs> yeah, he had at least three post the saves. It was nuts. Yeah, well, the guy played off his mind. So this team, uh, on the top end, Claude Drew, Jake Voracek, and Sean Couturier had amazing years, and Shane Gostisbehere even. Uh, Drew, 102 points, uh, but not good enough for, you know, MVP. Not even yeah, Hattrick uh, in the regular season finale put his team in the postseason, not mentioned in the MVP race. Yeah, it makes sense. Unbelievable. Oh, uh, yeah. Voracek, 85 points in 82 games. Uh, Couturier, 76 points. His breakout year. 31 goals for Sean Couturier that year. Yeah. Shane Gostisbehere, 65 points. And uh, TK had uh, 47 points. So nice years all around for the the top guys. And then, again, you just have a lot of mediocre guys. you got your Jordan Wheels. You've got your uh, Michael Raffles, you know, guys like that. Uh, Sanheim makes his first appearance here. Uh, love, yeah. love me some Travis Sanheim. Dale Weiss, four goals, Dale four Weiss assists, first. eight points in 46 games. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yuri Laterra. Ooh. Yuri okay. Laterra had right. three goals, five assists in 62 games. Yeah, he was. Yuri is making a strong, strong case for the top 10. Oh, no. He's 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 going to be out there, my friend. Well, we got he's some other names there. here. We got some names at the bottom because the Flyers just had a lot of randos appear this year. Uh, we had Tyrell Goldborn. Ooh. I don't think he's a top oh. tenner, but he is a. Uh, yeah, I want to put him in the top ten, but he, he is a. Good he is a regret. Point. He is a regret yeah. for sure. <laughs> Johnny Oduya, who we regret is a, he is a regret. Is a going to put that? Right. Johnny Oduya. Johnny Oduya finally appears. His one game, his two thirds. Yeah, I game. mean, you know, like. Goldborn, I don't think he played enough or was like enough of a pain in the ass to really like get, you know, I'll, I'll put him down here just in case he does squeak in. But like, I don't think he, but like, Johnny Oduya's two periods as a flyer were fucking hilarious and they need to be documented as much as possible. Like, I, I don't think anybody's going to build that resume again. Honestly, you should do an entire oral history of it. <laughs> I might actually, yeah, I should. Just call I the flyers they, up for like, 
I need some player interviews for the oral history of Johnny O'Doo's <laughs> <Yeah>. tenure. <laughs> It's like, hey, do you have Dave Haxel's number and Johnny O'Doo's number? I'm just, I'm doing, can you just, I'm not, I'm doing something. You just get some, like, block quotes from AMAC. (laughs) You got that blue line yet? Because there's one name I don't think you've mentioned yet that I know is on that blue line. Uh, Will O'Neill, Johnny O'Doo. I I love Will O'Neill. He played one game as a flyer and they won. I loved it. It was a great game. Who Uh, who are you looking for? Who are you looking for? Brandon Manning? I mentioned him, like, four times. You did? Okay, yeah. Uh, I put him on here. Yeah. yeah. So Brandon Manning, like first match on the podcast. Yeah, okay. He was with uh, this team forever. Yeah, he was on the team forever. I think this is, I think 2017-18 uh, was the first season that we truly hated Brandon Manning. I think I think so. the resume before was like, yeah, he's bad. And then when he started getting, because this was the season that it was like, uh, they couldn't decide if they wanted Sanheim or Manning up. And it became a whole fucking deal. Oh, yeah, that was obnoxious. And we kind of know what the right answer is now. Yeah, I mean, we knew what the right answer was at the time. Yeah, but it now. really got cemented this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Where do we come Manning's down? Manning's calling people racist, racist names and uh, Sandheim's like a, a three on yeah. the Flyers right now. So. Yeah. Where do we come down on Peter Morazic? Well, I mean, Mr. I'll put him on here. Azic. Uh, Mr. Azic, I think he deserves to be mentioned. I mean, again, half the goals... 891 save percentage, 322 GAA. Yeah, he was he was a good time in that. We'll he had like two good games, and people were like, "All right, all right, Axie, making I that is... move." And then I will say he was, yeah, like you just mentioned though, he was a player of necessity. Like he was traded for because the Flyers goalies were just getting hurt and they needed bodies. So like I guess to me that takes a little bit off of it. It wasn't really a coach's choice. It wasn't like Morozik was getting more playing time over Carter Hart or somebody. It was like. The, the goalies were hurt, so they needed to play somebody. But still, when he was here, it was not uh, good. <laughs> was well, you not want to hurt. talk about goalies being hurt, Craig? You want to talk about goalies being hurt? Let's talk about 2018-19. Oh, oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm putting Cal Perkin here. I, he pissed me off. I'll put him down. <laughs> I already know. I already know that one. Yeah. The Flyers finishing with an extremely mediocre 37-37-8. and Good for 82 points. Uh, Dave Haxtell did not finish the year, thank God. 12-15-4. Scott Gordon would finish the year 25-22-4. My God, this team, what a everybody had such high expectations, and just what a shit show. I had um, fun. It was a great season. We all loved our lives. Everything was going great on the ice, and then for all of us personally as fans. It was just a wonderful year. It was a great time to be alive. Another so, huge waste of a, a great Claude Giroux year, 85 points, uh, 22 goals, 63 assists. And a uh, great Sean Couturier year, 76 points, 33 goals, 43 assists. So it's, <laughs> these guys are killing it, and this team's just like, that's all right. 2018-19 was the Flyers were just a, a dumpster fire, a literal dumpster fire, and Claude Giroux was over a point-per-game player. What the fuck, man? Like, what is with this team? Unbelievable. Like, yeah, just, okay, so Cal Pickard. Again, like we're going to, there's a lot of mediocre names, but let's start with the goaltending here. The Flyers played eight goaltenders this year. And if you can't name them all off the top of your head, in fact, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you all uh, 30 seconds to think of it. And I'm going to hum the Jeopardy music. <laughs> can I, can I take a guess? From, from all yeah, you can do it now. Why not? I'm not going to hum that for 30 seconds. Nobody needs that. So Hart, Neuverth. Um, Elliot, McKenna, Pickard, Stellaris, Talbot, and then uh, Lyon. Wow, you got it. There you go. Yeah, I we I 
I wrote a lot of articles last year about this team. <laughs> Who started the most and, games for the Flyers out of that group? Uh, I think it ended up being Hart, didn't it? It did. Hart started 31 yeah, games. He, he Elliot, came in late November. Yeah. Elliot, so. 26. How many games did Pickard start? Fucking eight. 11. 11. Uh, Lyon played like two. Lyon was a cheat. Uh, Lyon played, played two. Like four. McKenna played one. And then how uh, many for Stolarz? Stolarz played like six. Stolarz, the goalers, started 12 games. Stolarz, the goaltender. Yeah, 12 games. Jesus. He had, he did have some good performances, but literally just like one or two good performances. And people were like, oh my God, we're trading him? Oh, like, well, yeah. we're trading away a 902 save percentage? His goalie's been with us for eight years and he won a game last week. We're trading him now? It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> he's not great. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so the goaltending fucking was a good time. It was pretty much the, yeah. Craig, out of those eight, I, I think I've asked you this before, but it's always fun to ask. Out of those eight, how many finished with a a save percentage over nine hundred? Oh my god, <laughs> four, three, <laughs> Stolars, Stolars, Elliot, and Hart. <laughs> you have Pickard had eight sixty three. Talbot had 881, Neuverth had 859, Lyon had 806, and McKenna had 833. They couldn't, they couldn't break even on the number of goalies posting 900 or better in a season they started like the most amount of goalies in the history of the league. That is, and that at least that right there. at least three of those guys got gritty helmets. They got gritty goaltender yeah. goaltender masks, and, and uh, they, all left. they all left. None of them made it. <laughs> So take fucking notes, Carter Hart, because I'm not doing this. So don't put don't put them on your mask. And those goalies are are really the worst names that besides other guys we've we've previously brought up. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't know if any new blood came into the uh, the terrible flyer system. Yeah, there uh, there was new blood, but I, uh, there's Justin one name there's bad. one name that you might consider here. What about Corbin Knight? Corbin, oh, I did fucking hate Corbin Knight. You hated Thank Corbin. God, he became a thing. I think so. I don't I think, think he makes the worst of the worst, but yeah, I, I, I think, think he's he a honorable me. mention because he was a very mundane. He was a nicely labeled 200 foot player, and he was one of those players that got the gold coal bar drill treatment. Which, by the way, unfortunately, he never played, or I would have put him number one on this list uh, with a bullet. But like all, like a bunch of beat writers, just like, oh, I think we're gonna watch out for Corbin Knight, and it's like, why? And he's like. I don't, I mean, he's been playing all right in the AHL. And like, that was a reasoning. It wasn't like anything yeah. else. So, and then of course he got some, some looks, uh, but yeah, I want to put him in the top 10. He was just, I thought, cause we started hearing that shit in the middle of August and people were like, well, I'll watch out for Corbin Knight this year. And I was like, oh, I think I'll be all right. What about Christian Foline? I was going to say he is the only other name I would think. I mean, and the other one, the only other one I'd mentioned for consideration is Vorobiev. I'm not doing that to Vorobiev yet because I feel like he can, he technically can still turn his career around, even though I'm not too confident about that. But the, uh, I mean, Feline, man, that was a bad signing. And then also he had some, he had some moments as a flyer. That giveaway against the Blue Jackets where he just fell over his own feet. I mean, that's, that's an all time turnover. And I think he only played like, 26 games of I'm, I'm gonna put him on the list he might he might squeeze his way into the top 10 depending on how <laughs> these things break I mean we got a lot of names here actually you know what I should just do it I don't know why I'm doing bullets here I can just highlight all these names and do a uh, 
We have. I mean, I'm pretty comfortable with the list we have. We names. want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, we, have 40 we could be up all night. This is again uh, well over a half hour that we were aiming for. But who so cares? People want the tangy tent. Let's go through again and take out names that we know are definitely not going to be top ten now. So okay. I think like Chris Stig was annoying, but he's not top ten worst, right? No, no. Okay. Uh, who else? I take Harry Zolnerchuk out. I don't think he's top I ten worst. Ola- yeah, he's not top ten worst either. Um. Uh, Kevin Marshall, Kevin I guess, Marshall really. We can take out. He's not going to make the list. Uh, you can take Rusty Feds think, out. Yeah, I, just based on his previous tenure. I'm not. Uh, Bruno Gervais, you're staying right there. Sorry, buddy. Um, uh, I, I mean, spare Bruno Gervais. He, he he was annoying, but I wouldn't mm, call him. Right. I don't think he makes the top ten worst. Okay, we'll see. We'll we have sufficient names here. Uh, I, Steve Downey was annoying the second time around, but the first time around, I thought he was a fine player. I mean, I know he's. If you're a using your veto for Steve Downey, you go ahead and do it. Yeah, look at the rest of his names here. I say, okay, we can take out Nodal. Yeah, he wasn't that bad. He just wasn't great. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's not great. I, I might take out Lilia. I don't know. What do you think? I think we leave Lilia there. I think okay. he's an underrated. I, I mean, he was just a bad defenseman. Yeah. It was the. Uh, I think yeah, I think Steve Downey we can take. I mean, Steve Downey was a top nine player when he was here too. I and it say, wasn't like a crazy. What do you think about Gill? Do we take out Gill? I, I mean, again, big slow bad defense. I, like these, I think the big slow defense are gonna like kind of. But like, there's so many of them. There are so many of them. Let's yeah, take yeah, out I Vandevelde. I think he sucked, but I don't think he sucked Vanda, so spectacular. Vandevelde? No, we're leaving Vandevelde. All right, fine. We do Vandevelde. You know I hate Vandevelde. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping him in there. Fine. You we can't keep them all. <laughs> I know we can't keep them all, but like Vandevelde, I'm thinking right, fine. might be a top five. What about Jody Shelley? He was a goon. He did his role. Yeah, I, I, I don't have anything against Jody Shelley. Right. I'm fine with Jody Shelley. Uh, what about Nick Boynton? Okay, how many are we down to now? We're down to... We have 31. We have to cut some names 31. down. Yeah. Well, cut, let's cut talk down about Foline. guys that are definitely going to be in the top 10. Cut out Foline. He's at the bottom. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I, there's going to be too many defenses. Uh, you can, should we cut out cut Jay out. Rosehill? I mean, you know, he's he's going to fail his breathalyzer, but... Yeah, I was going to say... Does he make I mean, this list? And the strip club story is still a great... You know, like, the strip club story outweighs whatever he did wrong on the ice. Also, he did have a pretty fucking sick goal against the Bruins. So, I'll say, I guess we'll save uh, Jay Rosehill here. Right. He's not going to be. Yeah. Uh, Chris Newberry was also just bad, but also pointless. Like, yeah. he wasn't. I'm taking him off the list. What about, uh, who else can we cut out of here? Did Curtis <laughs> Foster not play enough games to really be relevant for this? No, uh, no, he was, ju- he was just pointless when he came around here. Um, I also... I also like Curtis Foster because I believe on an episode last year I did drop the then and before the wheel and for wheel of fortune then and before uh, before and after of Curtis Foster the people forget so I I mean he if he's giving us that I'm gonna I'm taking him off the list all right there you enjoy go it. yeah so. we're making some progress now who are who are your rock solid locks like I mean McDonald McDonald uh, I'd say a rock solid lock for me. Oh boy, RJ Umberger. Umberger's a good one. Yeah, he'll go. Um, put him on top. Uh, let's cut out Larson. Yeah, Larson's not a bad one. He's just kind of a bust. He's not really like he's not as infamous as like this is. This needs to be like infamous names in Flyers history. This top ten, I think. Same with Huskins too. Huskins is a good random one. 
the 2013 team, if nothing else, will just give us good random flowers to look back on and laugh at. So I'm taking right. Huskins off the list. Um, oh, Schultz. I think Schultz has to be up there. Schultz was a pain in the ass for a couple years. People really did not like Schultz. Yeah, I'm putting Nick Schultz up there. Uh, and Brandon Manning, right? See, okay, I, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut out all of the personal stuff with Brandon Manning because you know, like he, he said, like or, it's all on ice stuff for Brandon Manning is what I'm trying to say here. I'm putting him in the. I think he might break the top 15. I'm gonna put him up there. For, what about Dale Weiss? Dale Weiss. Is Dale Weiss has there. to make it. Dale Weiss was absolutely horrible. Okay, like, but see, Dale Weiss. I think that means like the same reaction you have for Weiss. Do you not have that for Vandevelde? It's gotta be the same for. I always thought Vandevelde was sucky, but like I hated but, Dale Weiss. I think the thing with Van Develde was the problem with those early, like the Hackstall teams were he fucking loved mundane. Right. Well, it's... Barely like, like two way, two way players that were not two way players. They were just like, that was the only thing you could say to be nice about them. And were painfully boring to watch. And I feel like Chris Van Develde was that player to a T. And but, so was, loved him. but so was, but yeah. so was, was Belmar. Yeah, That's but... my only argument against Van Develde in the top ten. You don't have to eliminate him just yet, but that would be my argument against right. him in the top ten. Is All we right. don't have Belmar on this list, and Belmar and Van Develde, yeah. That's the two Spider-Man I'm pointing willing, at each other. I mean, I'm willing to put Van Develde and Belmar both in the top ten if it means Van Develde is there. That's how much I I want Van Develde to be in the top Jeez. ten of this list. <laughs> I'm putting him up. There. I think there are. Like, lot... Javier has to be out there too. I think he has to be. All right. I, okay, we, I won't we might be missing out on some shitty flyers what i'm trying to say all right what about ryan white i know you hate him but i don't think he is top 10 worst of the i don't think so either yeah uh occasionally he had a decent penalty kill too occasionally let's not get carried away uh yuri letera has to go up there yeah oh oh yeah we'll put Yuri letera <laughs> on this list let's say i'm gonna bump him up into the top 10 or the new top 10 uh, that's a deep bull for all those that have done cocaine before. Uh, Cal Pickard, do you think he, uh, these goalies, I don't know if I any of the goalies I feel like we need to cut. pick one to represent the whole batch, though. Of Mrazic, but would it be, I mean, but would it, it be, would be Briz? Be would it be Pickard? Would it be Mrazic? Oh, oh, I thought you meant out of the 2018-19 batch. Well, uh, I, I kind of feel like we almost need to represent that because that was one of the worst, just, like, debacles. Like, if there's one thing that you want to point to, like, and there's plenty of things you can point to flaw-wise in, in Ron Hextall's structure of this team, but if there's one thing you can point to, it can be that clusterfuck of goalie-dom from the other year. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Um, let's do... Uh... Okay, Odilia plays two-thirds of a game. Is he truly the worst, one of the worst flyers of the past decade? Yeah no. or nay. But I, I mean, I do want to talk. I mean, we talked about a story though. Okay. The the tale of Johnny O'Dea as a flyer needs to be told, and we and we did that. Nick Grossman. I feel like we need to make like an Irish drinking song called "The Tale of jo- Johnny O'Dea." <laughs> the tale of Johnny O'Dea played two thirds of our game. Right, went so... and got hurt and two into the locker room. We never saw him again. I would say Goldborn was more a. I don't think he's the top 10 worst flyers of the decade. I think it was no. more about his, his where he got drafted. It was more the deal with him. I don't think Boyd Gordon is either. Yeah. He yeah, sucks, he but good... we didn't see that much of him. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaving him there for a second though. We'll come back. Uh, let's see. I think Nick Boyden, I, I don't think had enough of appeal to be, I'm not putting him as a, 
Would you put him in the top ten? No. I would say he's bad, but he's not. Same with Pablo Kubina. I don't think I would. I don't have the same. Yeah, let's cut Kubina out. But we. I'm keeping Sean O'Donnell out there. I'm trying to think of which slow defenseman I want to go with out of Sean O'Donnell, Nick Grossman, Luke Shen. Ooh. I think everybody. I don't know. I don't know who people hated more between Grossman and Shen. I think Sean O'Donnell was third out of those three. So, okay, I think Grossman was hated more for his on-ice ability, and Shen was hated more for the trade that brought him to town. That is a pretty good, that is a good way to put it. You know what's funny about that trade, too? Was the Flyers trade away JVR, and now everybody fucking hates JVR again. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, that trade just didn't make anybody happy. They got rid of the one player they didn't like, and then, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm taking off Sean O'Donnell. So now we are down to, uh, we're down to, uh, 18. So we need to cut out a few more. Uh, I'm not. All right. You got to pick one between Morazic or Pickard. Who are you picking? I mean, I think I hated Pickard more. All right. Pickard it is. Yeah. I mean, and I think he was a better summary of what the hell 2018-19 was played a couple games absolutely unremarkable cost the team a couple games like that was the every goal the flyers goalie that year and you still have boy gordon there so we can cut boy gordon yeah i mean i left him there because i want to cut him out i guess i'll take him out yeah i don't i just don't think he's (laughs) he's relevant enough for this list uh let's see okay briz is a, a big question mark for me because briz is i i think he's i'm moving him over here you're putting them up there, okay? okay? I mean, again, this isn't the final top ten, but we're getting closer. And, and closer. this is a subjective list. This is not based on statistical no, theory the or final. anything. This is no, just this is absolutely. I ran all the theories. This is yeah. Yeah. We nailed it. Whatever we end up with, we nailed it. It's so. scientific proof. Yeah, this is. You can't argue science. They're they're facts. Uh, Philpula, I think he's got to be. I mean, compared to the other guys here, and we still need. So, do you think Lecavier doesn't make the list then, based on this? He did have a 20 goal season. I don't know, man. People fucking hate Lecavier. They did, but he also. They were able to dump his salary successfully. Yes, I don't know. I, we got to make some cuts, my man. It's getting late. What about we're, already, Ronaldo? we're already over an hour. What about Ronaldo? I don't know about Ronaldo. Because, I mean, he was objectively bad. I know. I. You want Ronaldo on there, bro. No, I no, know, no, bro. I, look, okay, so we got eight names. We got to pick two of Grossman, Ronaldo, Sestito, Shen, LeCavier, Phil. Cut Sestito. All right, yeah, that's fair. Cut Sestito. He sucked, and he made it this far. So good on him. Oh wait, I, didn't, I gotta put Pickard in. The I think there. I think we need to choose one between LeCavier or Philpula. One ex Tampa Bay Lightning center. <laughs> Boy. Oh, man. I think we can only choose one. It's like shitty Highlander. There can only be one. Oh, man. I don't know. We can go That's back so, to it, but we have to pick. This is one of the hardest. We gotta make some cuts, my man. We gotta make some cuts. <laughs> I don't know, Steve. Oh, boy. If you, unless uh, you just want to leave it at top 15 and call it a night because we got a top 15. <laughs> we could. You know, just. Yeah, I, I think we just do top fifteen. Let's do that because we are at. <laughs> what are we currently at? We're at top. No, we're at top. We have fourteen right now. Oh my Let's god! Let's take out four more. All right. We're good. Okay, okay. I need you to make some hard decisions, my man. I say we take out. Uh, I think we take out Shen. Fine. He drove we me nuts, him. but you can take him out. Yeah. Oh, question. actually, no. We'll put him in place of Grossman. 
Would you prefer Shen or Grossman? I mean, you know what? Why don't we take out Cal Picker and put in both? Okay. Uh, and then... I feel like we have to have Ronaldo up there. All right. I mean, just based on... Well, why don't you take out Briz? Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, that's... Here's the thing. Briz was abysmal in the playoffs. And he was a pain in the ass on the team. But you know what? His regular season numbers are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I hate so much about the move to bring Ilya Brzezgal off to town. And so much about what he represents in this team's decision making and what he brought to that locker room and all that shit. But his regular season numbers were okay. All right. So looking at these 12 names we got here, what two would you take out? I have two in mind. Let's do one more run through. McDonald must keep. RJ Umberger must keep. Nick Schultz, Brandon Manning. Okay, so Nick Schultz, but you didn't say must keep. Nick Schultz was one of the ones I was thinking of taking okay, off. Okay, so that's a, you were thinking about taking Nick Schultz off. Yeah. I'm okay taking him off. Okay. That gets us down to 11. All right. So we got, we got Brandon Manning. We got Dale Weiss, who's a must keep, must keep for me. Mm-hmm. Van Develde's a must keep for you, I think. I, I mean, it, we'll see how the rest of this list goes, okay. but I'm thinking, yeah. is uh, a must keep. I think so, yeah. Grossman, Shen, Ronaldo, LeCavalier, Philpula. I think we can take Grossman off. I'm okay taking Grossman off. I think we can. Because I think everybody else on this list is a lot more hated than... All right, so we got McDonald, Umberger, Manning, Dale Vies. There's uh, Kresge. Manimelli, Lotera, Luke Shen, Zach Ronaldo, Vinny LeCavier. He doesn't deserve to have his name pronounced correctly. And Yo, Vinny! So, based... Okay, so these are our ten. How... Is McDonald number one? Yeah, I and I, I don't really, I don't know if we need a ranking from here because we'll be up for another half hour doing that. Yeah, I mean, we're not. But yeah, I think been. McDonald yeah. is your number one because he was just such a, he just weighed down this defense during that Hackstall era so much. He was just given so much ice time. He was relied upon in every situation and just very representative of all the things wrong with that team in this era, if not the past decade. So I, I think McDonald is very deserving. Number one. <laughs> I think honestly, looking at the way we got it, it might actually be close to how we would even organize it. I McDonald right. one, Umberger two, Manning three, Dale Weiss four, Vandevelde five, Latera six, Luke Shen seven, Ronaldo eight, nine, LeCavier, Filpula ten. I'd probably just move Vandevelde down nine or 10. If we were going to yeah, and put and flip Ronaldo up there. And I think that'd be fine. I think that'd be fine. All right, so that's your list. There you go. We're done. This is uh, <laughs> this is another episode of Fuck. We'll have a lot more coming along. Uh... <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Well, it, it is late, folks, but we do thank you for listening. Uh, this was much longer than we anticipated, but that's the fly purpley way, is it not? And, yeah, hey, yeah. free tangy tent for you folks during this horrific quarantine time. But uh, we had a good time. Hate, 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 and play a hate us ball on the 20 or the past decade of flyers hockey so you're <laughs> welcome folks but if you hey, have any, welcome. <laughs> we'll have plenty more for you on fly purpley the full fly purpley later this week uh if this is not a full fly purpley god help us for whatever happens later this week oh but, we got a lot of stuff lined up steve uh, we're at a four hour pod baby good god yeah. good god 
talking about. It's not going to be that long. We'll see. We didn't think this it was going to take long, and here we are. And here we are. Here we are. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on Twitter. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. Uh, yep. I, w- I am writing about... I'm going to finish up writing about uh, Claudio's shift against Boston in 2010 because that's where we're at right now when it comes to writing new stuff. So, Because uh, they showed the replay of the Game 7 on NBCS Philly on Sunday night. I remembered, or I, I rewatched that game, rewatched the third period, and I still love that shift. It's one of my favorite sequences, plays, in Flyers history. So I wanted to uh, write some words on it. Nice. Get my feelings out about it. So there you go. All that's right. the only way. Good stuff, my man. Good stuff. You can reach me at Flyperbole or at Esteban, but make it Flyperbole. And be sure to follow the uh, nifty Flyperbole Instagram that we've made. It's uh, a good time. Em's making great graphics for that thing, and uh, we are putting the podcast links for whatever's the most current one in the profile on that sucker. So be sure to uh, follow and check that out. And follow BSH Radio, Broad Street Hockey, uh, like on Facebook, and uh, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. All right, folks, it's late. I gots to go, but thank you for listening. Stay safe, wash your damn hands, and until next time, good night and good hockey. Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve! But not Steve Hartnell and Craig. But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!